If you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to go, if you will, to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter number 6. We'll begin reading with verse number 1. <clears throat> 2 Kings chapter 6. Let's stand, if you will, for the reading of God's Word tonight. You found it? Say praise the Lord. Notice out, read, the son of the prophet said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there, where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, All ask, Master, for it was borrowed. That sounds like me. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick, cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. He put out his hand and took it. If you would tonight, stretch your hand toward this pulpit. Let's pray and ask God for his anointing on his word here again tonight. Father, I'm thankful tonight for what we have been made to feel thus far. I thank you tonight, God, for the word that you've given to us. Lord, the sweet spirit of God that we've been made to feel in this house tonight. God, the way you've touched us through this week, and I pray tonight, God, all that's done according to thy will and the word of God, Lord, that you'd meet us tonight in these altars. Have your blessed way tonight. God, if there's one seeking the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost, I pray you'd feel them tonight. If there's one tonight, Lord, that's seeking a refilling, I pray the will of God be done. And fill us all up to the brim tonight. Have your blessed way. God, let us sense the nearness. Let us sense the preciousness of your great spirit. I pray, God, tonight that you'd anoint your servant. Touch my voice tonight. God, I'll praise you and I'll give you the glory. For it's in Jesus' wonderful name we do pray. And would everybody shout amen. You may be seated tonight. While you're sitting down, would you look to your neighbor and tell them it's too precious to lose tonight? It's too precious to lose tonight. You know, I was thinking today as I was getting ready for the message tonight, and I told you it was on yesterday evening that the Lord laid this on my heart. And the story that I chose tonight would be 
I feel that one that would most definitely identify with something that was lost. Amen. In our story tonight, the setting takes place, I believe, in what you could call a Bible college or Bible school, the school of the prophets. Elijah is the main instructor and how he would go there and instruct these young men to let them know how that God would guide you and God would lead you. So the school begins to grow because of the influence of a prophet. They started a building program, amen. If that building program is the will of God, you better get ready because you're going to fight the devil. Can you say amen? It seems like always on every instance when you decide to do something for God, the devil tries his best to stop, to violate what God wants to do in the church. I want to tell you tonight, you better hold on to your experience. You better hold on to what God has given to you in your life. It is the most precious thing. Your experience with God is most precious that you've got to hold on to God. You can't afford to lose that precious gift that God has given to you tonight. Notice this. It was a joint effort. This building program, not one man, but can I tell all of you tonight, we must all work together for the building of the kingdom of God. They all went to work. They were chopping wood. You know you can't chop wood without an axe. Say amen. You know I tried my best, Brother Langford, today to get this in my mind how these men would come together. I mean, they're working so feverishly. They're doing everything they can to get the timbers ready. Amen. It's a joint effort, but one young man, I believe he's, you know, kind of like the guy that says, y'all sit back and watch me and show you how it's done. He starts a chopping the wood, maybe three or four licks, and the ax head comes off the handle. Anybody ever chop wood? You cannot chop wood with an ax handle. Say Amen. You've got to have the head on that axe in order for it to work. I believe tonight there is a system. There's a way that God wants this thing to work. Can you say amen? You see, too many times we've been out trying to do things that seem like for God and the ax head comes off and we don't start looking for the ax head. We just keep a swinging it and to no avail. I can tell you tonight as I preach this message to you, don't you lose that precious gift that God's given to you. Don't you lose that precious power that God's given to you. Don't you lose the faith that God's given to you is something we've got to have. It is a necessity. Let me tell you something. Things have got to flow together. Say amen. You know, a lot of times in churches, things are flowing good. And Brother Jerry, somehow, somebody gets the bright idea 
and says, I think I ought to tell the pastor how to do it. If they are not here, they're on their way. Can you say amen? This is too precious to lose tonight. I thought today I was praying and I said, oh God, please don't ever let me lose my experience. I believe tonight that we can run this picture parallel with the church. I'm afraid a lot of times we lose the cutting edge, amen, the convicting power of the Holy Ghost, the anointing of God is what we need tonight. When a sinner sits in our services and they can feel comfortable, you know what we've done? We've lost our cutting edge. Say amen to me. got to keep this thing in order. I've told you all week, Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. If there's ever been an hour that we need the convicting power of the Holy Ghost in our churches, we need him tonight. Can somebody say amen? You know, I'm afraid we've watched that religious crowd, that religious bunch too long. Hey, you know what it is to pray. Don't you lose that sweet hour of prayer. You better get your mind set on God. You know, he's coming back for a church that's looking for him. I feel like preaching tonight. Let me get my breath. We're going again. And you ain't got to stop the tape tonight. Say amen. <laughs> she said, there was a lady. Met my wife walked when, just when she walked in the door. And I think just unloaded on her. She looked at me and said, what in the world have you been talking about? We've got to keep our cutting edge tonight, folks. You hear me? If there's ever been a time in the Pentecostal church, we need the genuine power of God. We need him now. Can you say amen? Amen, Brother Jerry. The days of miracles are not over. But that church that says, God, let us find a move of your spirit. Let us find the power of God. Hey, folks, he's here tonight. I said he's here tonight to give you what you need. Maybe he's touched your life. Maybe he's baptized you in the Holy Ghost. You can't afford to lose this precious gift tonight. And I know of people tonight that one time preached this gospel, anointed by God. But somewhere along the way, they were chopping wood, and the axe head come off, and they lost that precious thing that they needed. Amen. I want you to notice something tonight about this. He lost the axe head in the midst of growth. Just because the church is growing or getting bigger doesn't mean that it's growing. Can you say amen? They tell me in medical science, when a body starts getting bigger too fast, there's a possibility it's swelling. Say amen, and where there's swelling, there's going to be a sickness. What are you saying, Jarvin? We've got to hold dear the preciousness of God. 
You can't afford tonight to lay it down and walk off and leave it. But tonight we ought to square our shoulders and say, dear God, whatever it is you want me to do, let your word, let your spirit be precious to my life. His preciousness, the holiness, through the word of God, when men started looking in different directions, it was Saul that lost what he had when he went to the woman at Endor. You know the story. He dresses himself up like a peasant and goes to that one that has a familiar spirit. And she looks at him, she recognizes him and said, I know who you are. You know what I found out? When people get desperate, they'll do desperate things to find that thing that's precious. Say amen. Just to have the Spirit of God, Brother Jonathan, to speak to us. I've watched you operate, buddy, not only at this church, but at camp. And God would speak to you. Don't ever lose the voice of God. Don't ever turn a deaf ear to the voice of, come on, somebody, say amen to me tonight. We cannot afford tonight to turn a deaf ear to the voice and the word of Almighty God tonight. goes to this woman, dresses up, changes its countenance, and goes in. Did you know the devil knows who you are tonight? If you're meaning business with God, he knows you mean business with him. And if you're playing church, he knows who you are as well. He's there. She asked him, who do you want me to call up? He said, Samuel. Samuel comes up and says, why have you done this? Why did you call me up? He said, seeing that God won't talk to me anymore. He said, God has told you to be an enemy. He said, I can't even hear the voice of God. You know what it was, Brother David? It was something that was precious to Saul's life. And he knew that Samuel was a man that walked with God. Samuel knew what it was to have the touch of God on his life. I wouldn't be scared tonight to say there's people in this room. You know what it is for God to speak to you. But it's been a long time since you've heard the voice of God. Don't you lose that gift that is so precious tonight. Say amen. It's precious. Oh. We think when somebody has a newborn baby, oh, it's so precious. Look at him. Look at her. She looks like her mama. Oh, he looks just like his daddy. Oh, he's so precious. And you see, as that baby sometimes gets a little older, that look changes. But they're still precious. Say amen. He even said precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I'd rather die being precious in the eyes of God than to go through this life pretending to be something that I'm not come on here somebody say amen to me that little thing that maybe you've got and you hold it dear to your life you know what it is when God starts to talk to you 
God starts to lay his hand on you. Maybe there's some tonight. God used to wake you up in the way hours of the morning. You'd get out of your bed and you'd pray, you'd talk. You'd talk to God. But now you're wondering where is the voice of God. Saul told the woman of Endor. said, God don't even talk to me anymore. I just want to hear from him. I need to hear from a prophet. I need to know that God's still mindful of me. That'd be a bad day in this church for God to say, I'm not talking to you again. You know what somebody do? They'd get desperate, say amen. You know, the Bible said some have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Amen. A form in our worship, a form in singing, a form in teaching and preaching. There is no anointing. I can tell you tonight, where there is no anointing, there will be no yokes destroyed. Say amen to me. We've got to have the anointing. Somebody raise your hands and give God a praise in this house. Chopping wood. The axe head comes off. The young man says, wait. I can't cut wood with an axe handle. He's got better sense than some folks in the church. Say amen. You know, they'll... They'll keep swinging like they're chopping wood just to make the pastor, the pastor think good about them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't quit. Brother Langford's watching me. I got to keep chopping. That ain't no wood flying. You're wasting your time. Say amen. And you can't cut wood without the axe head. We've got to keep a sharp, a sharp edge on that axe tonight. Say amen to me, somebody. You may never lose your axe head, but if it starts getting dull, you better go to the Word of God. You better get in your prayer closet and ask God to put a sharp edge. Precious things of God tonight. Brother, if we lose the power of the Holy Ghost, we're in trouble. Just a form of godliness. He lost that axe head in a time of education. The sinners of God has replaced the anointing with education. I can talk about them. I'm a part of them. I hope I can anyhow. Say amen. Oh, I love the way you shout and just keep it up. A couple of years ago in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, they printed a, a half a page article in the Hattiesburg newspaper and it read that the majority of the Assemblies of God churches are okay tonight with nobody speaking in tongues. They said we're okay with that. It's all right. Just go to church. Swing your axe handle. But don't chop any wood away. Folks, tonight we can't afford to lose that precious gift that God so graciously poured out on the day of Pentecost to men that said, I've got to have a move of God in my life. Say amen, somebody. It's precious. I said it's precious tonight. 
If it's not, it should be. Charles Johnson said, I can't even walk without him holding my hand. Look what we've tried to do. We've tried to build churches without the Holy Ghost. We've tried to develop organizations without the Holy Ghost. We've tried to implement a new kind of strategies without the Holy Ghost. Say amen. Some had to wait till they heard the going in the mulberry trees. You know what that is? That's a precious commodity. I said that is a precious commodity. When God speaks to his children, Nothing aggravates me no more than to tell one of my children to do something and them look at me like I'm crazy. Now I've learned there's some things I can tell my wife. And you notice how calm this is going. Because she, she can talk back. But my children better not talk back. Say amen. Boy, I'm telling you, the adults are shouting tonight. Y'all ain't doing a whole lot of shouting. So that's the way God is. When God talks to us. He expects response on the other end. Come on here. He expects us, Brother Jerry, to be obedient to the voice of God. Did you know that obedience, Scripture teaches us, is far better than sacrifice. Oh, my, you know the story how that Samuel and Saul are there and they're talking to one another. And Samuel tells him, he said, Saul, you've got to wipe out Agag and all the Amalekites. Don't you leave one of them standing. He said, utterly destroy them. So when he goes in for the invasion, he starts picking out the best things to keep. Now I'll show you something right here. He says, I'm coming to you. I'll be over there. You just wait on me. And when the man of God comes, he hears sheep. He hears oxen. And he says, what is this? He said, oh, I thought I'd save the best for you to get here. And we'd have church. You know what a lot of folks are trying to do? They're trying to have church over their sin. So what he's saying is, you cannot do this. If you don't deal with sin, sin's going to deal with you. It will openly expose. I mean, it'll pull the cover off and hurt whoever's feelings. When God shows up, Saul is there. Samuel said, what have you done? He said, when you were little in your own sight, it's when God could have used you. 
I'd imagine right then and there that God touched his life and he said, oh, if I could only hear the voice of God. David is another one. Psalms 51, verses 10 through 12. David said, create in me, O God, a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Can't you hear the desperation in a man's voice that knows what it is to be a man after God's own heart? We'd better be careful how we compromise our relationship with God. Just for a little while, just for a few minutes, just for a few seconds, you can't afford to compromise your relationship with God. You remember Abraham and Sarah? They're, they left there, the Chaldees, and they're going down into Egypt. Say amen. They go down into Egypt, and they're almost there. Abraham looks at Sarah and says, Wait, when we get there, don't tell him you're my wife, but tell him that you're my sister. Right then and there, this mighty man of God began to compromise a relationship that God ordained. I mean, he put something in the marriage. It was so sacred that he even said, till death do we part. And he compromised. But look what this compromising does. He goes down into Egypt. He picks up an Egyptian by the name of Hagar. I could have preached this tonight. I mean, because of a compromised relationship with his wife. He begins to compromise the will of God. He picks up Hagar. You know the story. Ishmael is born. And that's the reason tonight we're still having all of this trouble tonight. Can you say amen? I'm telling you one thing. If there's ever been an hour that we need to wake up and pull together and unite with the power of God Almighty, it is tonight. Say amen, somebody. I believe God wants to help us more than we really need the help tonight. We've got to make up our minds to live totally to God. Listen to this man, David. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thine Holy Spirit from me. David knew it was precious. David knew that he was losing it. He knew how to touch God. But when he got in that chamber, he just couldn't find God. It was Job that lost everything that he had precious to him. His children, his home, his livestock, everything that he had. I could imagine that he'd go home to pray and he just couldn't connect 
I've been there. Where I said, God, I refuse to quit. I've got to have you to touch my life. You didn't save me to leave me. Can I tell somebody tonight, he didn't build his home in us to move away. He didn't teach us to swim, to let you drown. But tonight he's given us something precious to hold on to. Say amen to me. He's given you something precious that God would give you a strength to overcome the enemy, to overcome the trials of this life. Square your shoulders. Hey, be a man of God. Be a lady of God. And hold precious to your heart that thing that God has given to you tonight. Look how so many have compromised. Jacob and Esau. You know the story. He compromised everything for a bowl of beans. The Bible even said that he sought repentance with tears. do you have to go before God says enough is enough and he starts pulling that precious gift back oh God tonight help us to be the church that you've called us to be let me tell you something evangel the devil don't like you amen I didn't say he's going to get you you got I said, the devil don't like you. He don't like what's going on in this church. Say amen. But when we've got people praying, he can do anything he wants to do. But he can only go so far. He cannot violate the precious thing. Say amen. He cannot violate the presence of God in your life. The only way it's violated, Brother Jonathan Langford, is when we compromise what God's given to us, when God's laid his hand on our lives, on our families. Somebody raise your hand and give God a praise in this house. Tell you something, folks. This is too precious to lose. Too precious. I remember one time I made a little extra on a job. And I pulled a little out to replenish the rat hole. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? That little rat hole in your wallet? You know that she money? Come on, man. Quit. Well, I'm going to get right here by you. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. That's far as we're going to go with it. So I got me a little money, and I stuck it back. I didn't tell my wife nothing about it. He was, oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So we had a 
a dresser that we wasn't using on the other end of the house. Had some albums, record albums stuck back. So I walked into that room and I said, well, I'll pull the fifth album out and stick it in the folder. When I need it, I'll come back to the fifth album, pull it out and use it. So I snuck in one night to draw a little out of the deposit. I turned that album upside down, and the money was gone. I couldn't find it. I counted again and again and again. That was precious to me, buddy. You got a couple of Benjamin Franklin stuck back. That's precious. Say amen. So I went in. I asked her, I said, have you been in that drawer? In that fifth album? She said, no, why? I said, I just wondered. <laughs> Say amen. Say amen. She said, where was it? In the second drawer. In the fifth album. She said, I'll go in and check it. I said, go ahead. It ain't there. But I forgot. It wasn't the fifth album. It was the sixth album. She got in there. And she found my precious rat hole. Needless to say, after that, it wasn't precious anymore. Because she knew, boy, some of you guys just kind of squinching up on me. Brother Jonathan, you can shout, yours ain't in here right now. Say amen. It's bad when you hide it from yourself and you can't find it. But tonight, in the house of God, we need to come clean with everything that's in us. If we're going to have the right tool, the young prophet lost his power for service. He lost his effectiveness. That's why tonight we're bringing in entertainers in our churches trying to get our churches bigger. Amen. When the salt loses its savor, the Bible said it's good for nothing but cast in the streets and trodden under the foot of men. I believe that axe head started slipping before it ever fell off. Can I tell you tonight, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a gradual thing. You'll sense things starting to be a distant from your life. You don't pray like you used to. You don't read your Bible like you used to. If you're not careful, you're going to lose the precious thing. In your life. A lot of young people tonight don't even know what a real move of God is. God help us tonight. You know what's great about this story? It wasn't that the axe head stayed on the bottom of that pond or lake or whatever it was. This is what scripture says. So where did it fall in? He showed him. 
He cut down a tree. And listen to this. I believe he cast it into the water. And Scripture said, and the axe head began to swim. I don't know tonight what you've lost. I don't know how dear you hold it to your heart. But I can tell you tonight, if you'll go back to that place where you felt like you lost it and say, God, I want that precious thing back in my life. And I'll guarantee you it'll come to the surface. And all you've got to do is reach out and take hold of it tonight. I don't care how the devil's been fighting you. I know it's hard. We're facing difficult times tonight. It seems like in a spiritual realm different than they've ever been before. Seems like it's a little harder than it's ever been. But tonight I believe there's folks in this house. You say, Brother Jarman, there's some things in my life that need to be restored. There's some things in my life that I need to regain that's precious to me. I hold it dear to my heart. The move of God, the voice of God, how in my time communion with God, all you've got to do is make up your mind tonight. He cut down the tree, cast it into the water. The Bible said the iron did swim. I want to ask you tonight, is there anything in your life that needs to be recovered? Maybe you've dabbled. You've played, you've experimented, you've talked, maybe sent a text message or an email, and you know it wasn't right. And you said, oh, God, I shouldn't have done that. And little by little, we begin to strip ourselves of the precious things of God. Let me tell you something, folks. God hadn't changed. If anybody's changed, it's us tonight. Do you want your power back? Do you want your faith back? Maybe you're here tonight and you've lost your faith. You've lost your joy. You've lost your peace. And you said, Brother Ronnie, there was a time in my life that he was all that mattered to me. He was all that mattered to me. It was precious to me. And little by little, we become comfortable with a little less, a little less, and a little less. But tonight, I believe the head's going to swim for somebody in this room tonight. You've asked God to help you. And I want to tell you tonight, your help is here tonight. Would you bow your heads, please? Gracious Father, once again tonight, I've done my very best. God, I've delivered my heart to this thy people tonight. Lord, you know where we are. You know what we're up against. And God, you know what we're facing. And I pray tonight that the precious things of God become tonight to mean more to us than anything in this life. God, it's too precious to lose. It's too precious to walk away from. Lord, 
Would you come by tonight? I pray that the chief deputy of the Holy Spirit of God tonight would arrest every heart, arrest every life in this room right now. God, that man, that woman, that boy or that girl, tonight, oh God, that perhaps at one time held the relationship so precious. Walk among us tonight, Lord. Please, I pray. Don't let us leave this church like we came tonight. Shake us, Lord. Stir us, Master. God, for the precious things of heaven, I'm asking you right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, reveal yourself to us. Lord, I'm careful to give you the praise. I give you all the honor. For it's in Jesus' name I pray.